0: Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's podcast is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief Crisp. In this episode, we're going to be talking about marriage and child loss. And I'm going to paint a picture for you of the child loss that we faced. So if you have not listened to an earlier podcast of mine, my wife and I were expecting twins approximately 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. One twin was born about six months premature. And um, mom and dad, meaning myself and my wife, had to make some quick decisions. Do we prolong our grief with a formal burial service or do we move forward without a service and completely worry about our second son, who is Eli, who is alive and almost 10? Our grief was brief and overshadowed about worrying about a son who could survive. We deferred to putting all of our time and energy into Eli. Our second son, again, He was at the risk of being born early or having severe mental and physical difficulty. And if you don't know anything about twins and vitro, if the first twin, you know, comes along, the second twin is almost always going to be born. It was a medical miracle, you know, that uh, Eli was not born. And we were on high alert for six months, you know, due to Christopher my son that passed away um, him coming too early and you can also imagine that mom and dad you know we were absent from ourselves meaning we were just worried about you know the days ahead the moments and just things that you know were going on and you want to talk about being complicated on a marriage you know some spouses they often you know, can blame one another or they get very angry you know, about the situation. They're mad at each other for how they grieve differently. My wife and I grieve very differently. My grief, and I've explained this in past uh, episodes, I have an outward kind of display of emotion. I really wanna talk about what's going on with me. My wife and I were fortunate that we had a very strong marriage in faith and in a support system. And I've also you know had the experience and spoken to some other folks that couples often lash out and act outside of their normal temperament, and it's all because they're under so much pressure. More arguments may ensue. And what I've learned is that the couple's foundation is the basis for continued viable marriage. There's no doubt losing a child is difficult on a marriage, and anyone that, I speak to in regards to, you know, a client capacity, that's one of the first things that I say. It's it's very, very difficult. So as always, I found a great resource for couples facing child loss, and it is called marriagemissions.com and subtitled Child's Death Changes Everything. And yeah, I'm going to give you some tips and I'm going to put this in the description. Uh, beginners, You know, after a child's death, you definitely become different people. You know, husband and wife. I know that I'm completely different pre-child, or actually before we were impregnant. I was very, you know, immature, kind of self-centered, and afterwards, it's completely opposite. And my wife and I really learned to work together in grief, and it was really awesome to see how well we work together. And that six months, it was, you know, touch or go. And I just completely, you know, said to my my wife, whatever you need, I'm supporting you. Most couples, and I'm going to venture to say all couples, uh, worry. And I did, especially during the risky months, like I said, when we were trying to keep Eli from being born too early. I was also worried about my son Gideon, whose birth went off without a hitch because it brought back a lot of memories from the previous pregnancy. Another tip is your history together. And we were, you know, our favorite um, parents' children-in-law. And so this, you know, we were very respectful to each other's families. And with that brought a strong support system. There was no infighting. It was complete support um, from both families. And determination to stay together. When we got married, you know, there was no other option. And the only thing that we know is you know, being married together. And so we also know that you know, we've grieved differently, like I had indicated before. And I am more emotional than my wife is in that capacity. And I want to talk about it a lot more. And so we're different in that aspect. And grace for different paces of grieving. We allow each other space. There was a time where we were going to my parents' house. And this was after my parents passed away and I had to go drop off something. And as soon as I got up to, to the door, I could feel emotions. I'd never felt that before. And it was pretty soon, I guess, after I'd sold my parents' house and I had to give the new homeowners Something and they asked me to come in, and I said, No, I I can't come in. I got in the car, and everybody in the car said, What's wrong? and I said, I just need some time. We drove to our final destination, and I told my wife and my boys, Just go inside, and I just needed 20 minutes, and I just broke down. Um, and she gave me the grace that I needed because she knew that I was still in grief. And um, outward emotions can be different, I've you know, really talked about that. My outward emotions are different, and at different ones. Again, I want to talk about it to everyone, and Amory does not, and that's fair, and there's no one way to grieve, and I'll say that, you know, again, there's no one way to grieve. Everyone's grief is individual, and I was watching a television show that said, grief is private, but the support that you receive and the journey after is not. And that really stuck with me, meaning people there are there to support you and help you, you know, regain joy in life again. Also, the deaths that you and or your spouse have dealt with in the past that can kind of set the tone for, you know, your experience kind of going forward. Again, past history influences your grieving. And then there's some other undermining difficulties. Are there financial strains in the marriage? Are there other issues in the marriage. And so those can be some undermining difficulties. And some, you know, struggle in their relationship and some don't. We were very fortunate that, you know, we had and still do have a very good marriage. And that didn't really put a strain on us. Um, It's really kind of weird to say that. I I want to say our life after grief, because Eli was born and then Gideon, we just look to the future. And again, I don't want to be remiss about the financial impact, and I I'm want to bring this full circle. So, the death of a child, and I'm going to put this in category where my wife and I experienced it. We were preparing for two children, and you know, we had one child that survived, and so we were preparing for this other child, and you know, with the doctor's appointments, with buying things, you know, for both boys. That was a real financial impact you know, above and beyond the emotional aspect. I will take that a step further in the event that there is a child that has been alive for one, two, three, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the time period is, you now have history with that child and you've spent a lot of time and energy and money into that child and when the child passes away it's not I'll never say that it's a loss of money but it is a financial impact because the financial resources you have dedicated to that child cease at that moment and i chalk things up to experiences all the time and i would not do anything in my life differently um maybe i would want things to turn out differently but they're always experiences And if my, you know, my folks and the things that I experienced didn't happen, I wouldn't be on this platform trying to give good information and uplift good people like the listeners that are out there. Thank you for listening. That concludes this episode. And please feel free to pass this episode on to any friends, family members or colleagues. And please feel to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever your listening pleasure is. Cheers, be well, and see you on the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with Chris and/or our firm, head on over to Life After Grief FP. That is Life After Grief FP. The FP is for financial planning. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any related information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section.